Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Daniel Ortiz, and I am delighted and grateful that you have come to be a part of our Bible study for another week as we draw closer to God. Um, I got my good friend on. Ryan, how you doing? Brian I'm good. Dan- oh, Danny, I'm good. How are you? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. And um, just want to thank everyone to, that listens every week, Ryan, and um, just gets together with us in the Word. Um, you're not, you, 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 are, uh, there's no introduction. So now you're going to be a regular member of these podcasts. So I'm glad to be doing them with you, brother. It's, uh, exciting to talk about the word of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's totally true. I'm, I'm super excited to be part of the, the family we'll call it and, uh, excited to be on many more in the future. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was telling you that, uh, I haven't, uh, before we got on the, uh, on this, um, to record it that I, I'm just feeling such an anticipation of the Holy Spirit, um, no matter what the distractions of the world and, and no matter what part of the world that you're listening to this podcast. And so there's different people in different parts of the world. So if you, in, in, in Asia, you, you, there's a different issue, right? If you in the right. Middle East, there's a different issue. If you're in Central America, there's a different issue. If you're in the United States, there's a different issue. No matter what the issue is, no matter what the distractions is, God still wants to move on the earth empower god still wants to raise up his children and daughters so that they can see themselves as sons and daughters of the king and as kings and priests themselves and so we just want to encourage people because my spirit is booming right now ryan to knowing and just be encouraging to others saying god is moving and he's going to move in a greater measure on the earth yeah absolutely yeah like you hit on it it doesn't matter where you are in the earth we're all we're all dealing with various things but just to have the lord be present and be able to move uh in our everyday lives is going to be uh an enriching thing for sure i love it man so we were talking um and we wanted to jump into luke 10 but uh and about the mary and martha uh, story so those of you who, who have your bible get ready to go to luke 10 38 uh, but before we go there, Ryan, you have some other scriptures you want to share with us as we jump into the Bible study this week. And that's just we give God glory in his word and, and just uh, walk people through the word of God. For sure. Yeah. I wanted to give kind of the context that what I reached out to you about this uh, a few weeks ago. So if you live in the Columbus area um, of Ohio, there's there's a farm near my house and your house that my wife and I go to and we'll go apple picking and we'll go to their local store and it's it's a lot of fun during this time of year well on a on one of the times we went there's a huge red chair outside of the store and uh my wife said hey why don't you take ezra that's our son and he'll sit on your lap and you guys sit in the big chair and it'll be a fun photo so um she took the picture It was a great picture and i was looking at the picture one morning and as i was driving to work uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said, um, sitting on the father's lap. And I looked at the photo and it showed my son. He's a year and a half old and he was sitting on my lap. And then I was thinking about it and I was sitting in this huge chair that was that was way bigger than me. And I thought to myself, that's it. Like I'm holding my son Ezra on my lap. And we're both sitting in the father's lap and the chair was so much bigger. It's like this massive chair that it's that's what it is sitting in the father's lap. It, he's so big 
compared to us, but there was this comfort that came over me. And I was thinking about, um, and me and you have talked about this before, Genesis chapter 3, verse 10, when Adam, the, the, the sin has already happened. And, right. Adam, and Adam says, I was afraid, so I hid. And what came to me was, that's Adam literally fearing God. He, he's fearing him. He is terrified. And if you think about that and compare that to Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus says, come to me, that's a whole completely different invitation. So we're, we're comparing essentially, I'm scared of my father versus, yeah. versus Jesus and, and essentially the father saying, come to me, just be with me. And, and there's this comfort that comes into that. And, and that's where I kind of wanted to start with this sitting on the father's lap. It should be a comfort thing. It shouldn't be a I'm scared to go to my my heavenly father. And, and there's two thoughts to that, right? Because Adam was very afraid, like physically afraid, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that perfect love, First John 4 tells us that perfect love cast out fear right amen and there's no judgment with with the love of god it's just perfect yep and i think people mis misinterpret um when the when like psalms 33 says let all the the earth fear the lord mm-hmm. what does that mean that's not talking about i'm afraid of god there's an awe and wonder mm-hmm. there's a reverence to god yep right because it literally says let all the earth fear the lord and let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him yeah so that's not that's a difference of of, of I fear my my like I'm gonna get hurt by this person or there's a there's a respect right yep and so I think that's the t- we misinterpret that and I, there's a there's a scripture in Exodus uh, Ryan that I think is one of the best scriptures on this topic um, and and I'm gonna find it here because it, it gives both it, it gives both fears mm-hmm. um, and and I'm gonna look for it uh, I'm gonna look for it because it just popped in my heart. Um, here, let me, let me look for it here. And, um, but we can continue to talk, Yeah, but there's this thing that we have to, we have to change our mindset of like, oh, I'm afraid of God. And it's not that I'm afraid that he's going to hurt me. I have reverence of God. Those are two different things, right? The respect and reverence, like my daughters, I don't want my daughters to fear me. And you don't want Ezra, your son to fear you. Like I'm afraid of that. But there's a respect that 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 Ezra will give you as he grows older. There is a respect um, that the girls will give me. Oh, I found it right here. So yeah. it's Exodus 20, mm-hmm. verse 20. Go to Exodus 20, verse 20. Look what it says here. It's so powerful because it kind of tells exactly what we're talking about. It says, and Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. I'm going to do that again. That's so, that's mm, such a perfect yep. scripture. And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God yep. has come to test you. So there's this, that I don't be afraid of God, right? Mm-hmm. That his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. Ooh, yep. So it's not, I, I'm not afraid of God, but that respect and awe that I have for him leads me not to walk then in paths that I shouldn't walk because I have reverence for him and I thank him for who he is, right? Amen. And so here, it's, it's the perfect scripture because it gives two fears. And in Hebrew, those are two different fears. One is a, I'm afraid and one is this respect. And so God is asking, like you're saying, uh, Ryan, like 
it's like my kids are not, never going to be the invitation when Matthew's saying this. Listen, you can come to the Father because you love him and you see it doesn't change his bigness and how big and how great he is, right? And how powerful it is. That doesn't change. It just gives you an awe and wonder like, wow, you, that great God loves me and I can go sit in your lap? That's powerful. Yeah, and, and it's funny. My my parents are in town and we, my dad and I were just talking last night about this um, fearing God versus being in the fear of the Lord. And I, I was explaining like, we don't have to be scared of him, uh, our heavenly father. Like we we're in relationship, we're in covenant, we're in, we're in sonship. And I, I was, I gave that exact example about like, I told him, I go, you love me and you love my son Ezra. And because of that, like, we want to follow what you, what you said to us because we love you. Like, and we know that you love us. And it's, and it's just this, this ability to know that God loves you so much that you actually want to follow him. You, you want to, you want to have the, the, the fear of the Lord, not fearing him. I, a scripture came up in my mind in Isaiah, Isaiah 11, three. And if you read the beginning of Isaiah 11, verse one and verse two and verse three, it's talking about Jesus. And verse three always stood out to me where it says his delight, meaning Jesus his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Now, right. if, now, if our if our role model Jesus, if if his delight is the fear of the Lord, meaning honoring his father, lo- loving his father because he knows his father loves him, then how could we not take that example and and come into that understanding? So powerful, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, again. And it's that reverence. And, and and I love it because we know that the word says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? I think that has to be uh, more explained and more because there are a, a lot of people that then take the religious side of it and and and, and the pharisaical side, which we'll talk a little bit more about, yep. which, which is like, oh, he's going to punish you. He's going to knock you down and you're going to be annihilated if you even look your way. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that the veil has been ripped when Jesus said it was finished. And, and, and Hebrews tells us that we can boldly come into the throne. There's a confidence that we have. Why? Because he's our father. Yep. Right. So that that title changes everything. Right. Absolutely. That title even changes that that what what Moses was uh, was saying here in, in Exodus, that title changes this from I'm afraid of you. to there's an arm respect of you and that you still choose to hang out with me. That's another level. Right. Absolutely. And so it's, it's seeing it through those eyes. Uh, and seeing him as a father changes, like that father changes that pharisaical narrative in us, right? Because the Pharisees want to highlight the performance. The Pharisees are so afraid that they don't know how to have relationship because of fear. Because when you have like true fear, I'm afraid like I'm going to die, this, you can't have relationship because you, you know what I mean? Because yep. you paralyze. Fear paralyzes people. Absolutely. But the true honest fear of respect and awe that brings you to a closer level of, of relationship. And that, that completely leads into having a very much a works mindset versus a mindset of receiving and then going about your life all well knowing you're connected to the Father through fellowship and through sonship. And I think that was a great lead into Luke 10. In reality, that's, that's like what you were kind of talking about, two different sides of the coin, you know what I mean? Exactly right. Yeah. And, and uh, if, yeah. Luke, Luke 10, 38, man. Go ahead and read yeah. it. I, I got it right here. Man. Yeah. Let's take a look. So it's a, and this is the Mary and Martha 
um, story, if, if you've heard of it, which a lot of you probably have. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister. I want to stop right yeah, there real quick because I, I like stopping with questions. Like, what made Martha different that Jesus would even walk as a Jewish man to a woman's house? Oh, man. I mean, right? there was obvious. there was obviously something about her. Like, they had a connection. There had to be. There was a connection, right? Yeah. Because if you think about it, Jesus does this, and that's why I love Jesus, because Jesus breaks the, um, the, the, the inequality of the day, right? When you have to look at it, you have to look at it all in context. That's the big inequality of the day, the way they treat women yep. and the way they treat men, right? Yeah. And so there's a big inequality where women are not even ha able to have a voice, yes. right, in this time. The fact that Martha invites Jesus into a house and then Jesus breaks this narrative that, first of all, men and women can't talk, mm -hmm. then I can't even come to the house. He gave weight to her voice by just walking in. That, that right? was because good. I think when, when people look at this story, they automatically negate Martha, though they two different sides of the story. There still was a connection with Martha enough to understand, man, I feel I have weight in her words and I'm going to break this because Jesus had to be conscious and breaking the narrative that I can't even walk into this woman's house. You know what yep. I mean? And he broke it anyway because there was a connection there. So that, that I wanted to point that no, out. No, that's so good for sure. It's, uh, and in 39, it says, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' hey, feet. Uh, hey, Ryan, Ryan, real yeah. quick, you're coming in and okay. out, so I just want to make sure that uh, uh, either your, your Wi-Fi is on or if you want to move to another spot because I don't want nobody to miss what you're saying. No, it's, so, it's good, man. I'll, uh, I'll, put my, just, uh, I'll put my phone closer. <laughs> you sound... Yeah, you sound you sound good, and it, and it's the Wi-Fi of it, I think. But you go, you sound good right okay, now. Okay, awesome. You sound real sure. good. Uh, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his voice. But verse forty. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, "Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me." And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And that's through 42. You still there, Danny? All right, so we will pick it back up here. Um, uh, go ahead, Ryan. Keep on reading. Yeah, what verse uh, did we leave off at? I think you said, in, uh, after Martha welcomed him into the, her house. Okay, uh, so 39. <clears throat> uh, and she, she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his voice. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mm. 
I loved it. I so loved good. It. So good, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, it really kind of shows two different sides, very much a, I need to work, work for this. And there's this distraction piece that happens to all of us in our life versus Mary was very much content. She was in comfort she was waiting for guidance and direction. And it's not that she didn't want to help her sister. It's that she saw that I'm going to seize this moment because this moment is vital. It's, it's important. And I don't yeah. know if Martha got that. No. And I love the, the, the things that it pointed out by Mary. It said Mary who sat. So she was sitting, she had a, a resting posture, right? Yep. At the feet of Jesus, right? So she was not only sitting, but she was sitting at the feet. And then it says, and listened to, I mean, that, that's, that's resting and listening mm. is a recipe for intimacy. Absolutely. Resting and listening is a recipe for intimacy. So all she did was she sat down at the feet of Jesus, resting, from resting position, said, I'm not going to move because he's here. Because I think Martha's Martha would have been fine if it would have been another person. Yep. But Jesus was the one in the room, right? Yep. So Jesus changes the game, right? So like you and I, when we when each other's presence, we can be working with it. The moment Jesus walks in, he gets all the attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And and he gets the attention of saying, I'm going to shut up now. You know, right? I'm, I'm going to be wise enough to know I don't have to do nothing. I don't have to say nothing. He's in the room. We've been doing this, and I've got the Holy Ghost saying this so many times in Christianity and in, in church services. We overdo things, and we continue to do things because that's the religious thing to do. But when he's in the room, we don't let him be in the room. Like, like you can preach. What I mean by that is you can preach about deliverance. You can preach about finances. You can preach about all of, when the deliverer walks in the room. You shut up and let him let him go to action. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah. I don't no. have to preach about him anymore. Go ahead. No, that no, that's so good because I was thinking about it. If you there's so many like if you do A, B, and C to get into the presence. And that's talked about a lot of different people. And I've I've actually tried it, you know, being um a young believer in a sense, because really I, I've only really walked with the Lord for seven years or so. So that's pretty new. I found that all those A, B, and Cs sometimes just it doesn't happen doesn't happen but if i'm i could be i could be walking about or driving in my car and then the presence just comes in and I, i've had to stop my car and just like pause and just listen and that's the whole idea of like sitting on the father's lap it's like hey he's here why don't i just take it just sit down for a second and Thank what you. does he want to tell me you know what i mean absolutely and always to your point always having those ears ready to listen Right. Always yes. having a lead and not building monuments on. And to your point, not building monuments on things that God have done. One thing that I, the Lord has been talking to me about yesterday, when God told me I'm restoring your childlike awe and wonder. So the Lord told me yesterday in my prayer time, I'm restoring your childlike. And when I thought about that, I thought about this. Jesus never did the same miracle twice. Ooh, right. Yeah. It was always something new about what he did. Even when he healed eyes, he didn't heal the eyes the same way. He healed it in the different why? Because there was so much involved in heavenly things. And I think some so many times, like we do what Peter, James, and John do. When we see these great times with the Lord, they were in the Mount of Transfiguration, right? Yep. Peter, James and John is there. They see Jesus basically become real and God, like they don't know what to think, but they begin mm -hmm. to start building something. 
Like, let's, yep. let's celebrate this moment. And yeah. he said, no, just come and be. Because he was like, don't celebrate. Because there's many more moments they're going to have. This is just one of many. This is an appetizer, right? This is just something. That, and a lot of times we think that's the only thing we're going to get from God, right? And yeah. so then we preach that, that A, B, and C. Oh, I, the Lord came into my room and this is exactly what. And it was a systematic way of he coming. No, he came that one time that way. But there's so many ways. Thousands and thousands and millions and millions of ways that he wants to touch his children that we just he just wants us to be open, resting and listening. Yep, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes um, the way it's taught, it's like we need to we need to make sure the worship is on point. We need to make sure that we have all the hands raised. We need to make sure that we really stir this up when the truth is he's just looking for an invitation like in, on, in reality, and it doesn't have to be, it could be while you're driving in your car, it could be while you're going for a walk in your neighborhood, you know, even with your family, he, he, he could show up right then and there and was like, hey, I want to tell you this. Now, is there, is there something to say about being in worship service? Absolutely. But yeah. that's not the only way. And I think sometimes it's taught and we've probably all heard it that like, if you don't do A, B, and C, I think he's just not going to be there when we know in Matthew 6, 6. He's waiting for you Come when on. you go away. To, like, he's waiting in there. It's not like, well, I'm going to go there, and then he's going to show up. It says in the scripture he's there. He's and we it, can just go and take a, sit, take a seat. Man, that's so powerful. I want to highlight something else here. It says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Ooh. So that, that sounds like almost an oxymoron, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do you get distracted serving? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we are doing all this serving you know what i mean again in the context of uh even i'm gonna go serve the world i'm gonna go do this and i'm gonna go do that and we want to go do a lot of things and i think god I, he, his anticipation is like well i can do all that what i want what i want is you mm. right now yep. does that lead to services does it minimize that god wants to use you to do things yep. but i think we a lot of times we do what martha did here we overplay the hand of I'm doing for you instead of recognizing you and just being with you, right? Yeah. I'm doing for you instead of being with you. Those are two different things, right? I'm Absolutely. showing you my love by doing for you. And you're like, no, I just want you to show your love by being with me, right? That, that's another, another level of intimacy, which what he's wanting from Martha is I want intimacy from you too, Martha. I'm glad that you're serving me. I'm glad that you're bringing me everything that you're bringing me. But I just want to look into your eyes and have a conversation. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the serving. Like, I got to do for God. I got to go serve. I got to go put up chairs. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. I got to go do that. Instead of just like being, like, let's just have a relationship. No, that, that's, that's so good. And, and uh, the scripture that kind of popped into my heart was John 17, 3, where it says eternal life is to know him. Mm. And, and the truth, and, and if you think about it in the most practical sense, like all of us are going through, through our life and, we're doing great things for, for the Lord, but I would hate truly when I stand before him someday to say, Ryan, you did amazing things for me, but I really didn't know you. We didn't have a friendship. We didn't have a fellowship. It was, you were doing a lot, but really like you never took time to actually like talk to me and listen to me. I was trying to help you out in, in life and very much practical things like how to be a dad and husband, but you did these amazing things for a lot of people. 
So, you know, that verse always impacts me, that eternal life is to know him. That's so powerful. Absolutely. It's all about intimacy. Mm -hmm. God cares all about, look, look what he says here. And this is an answer to many of you. I'm just speaking to your life. If, you, if you're going through anxiety and trouble right now, I'm speaking to your life. That, that There's a better way. There is an answer. There's one thing that's necessary. And I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Look what he says. And uh, distracted, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister left me to serve alone? Mm. Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered. These are Jesus' words. Martha, 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 you are anxious and troubled about many things. Mm -hmm. But one thing is necessary. I, and, and so the, the, the answer to mm. anxiety and being troubled is the one thing that's necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away. So the answer to anxiety and trouble is sitting at the feet of Jesus and having an ear to listen. Yeah. And so a lot of times we think, man, I'm trying to get it, God, I'm trying to get it. And listen, it hits my life. It hits my wife's life. It, listen, we're living in some troubled times. So you get anxious about money, anxious about friends, anxious about the call of God. There's a lot of things. But he said the one necessary thing, and Jesus calls it necessary, he doesn't call it like maybe think about it. He said the necessary thing for you and I, Ryan, is to sit at the feet of Jesus and just listen. Oh, that's good. He said this is the necessary thing. You're troubled and, and actually First Peter 5, 7, uh, Peter says this, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. We have to believe that we serve a father that cares for us and that he's got our back. But we can't see that he cares unless we're sitting looking at him and listening to him and having him speak to us instead of having our troubles speak to us, instead of having our anxiety speak to us, which meaning what Jesus is saying, who has the loudest voice in your life, Martha? Is it the angst or the trouble that you're feeling right now, or is it me? And what he's saying, the necessary thing for you, Martha, is that I become the loudest voice to you and nothing else. No, that Danny, that's so good because I, I was thinking about what I used to do most of the time, um, and I think people fall into this as well. It's like, okay, I'm battling with anxiety or, or depression or something like that. And then they start flipping through YouTube and it's like, okay, who's my favorite pastors? What are they saying about anxiety? What are they saying about depression? And they skip, like, like Jesus said in verse 42, the one thing. They never sat. They, on, they never went to the, the feet. They were like, okay, well, all these pastors are pretty famous. Let me um, hear what they're all saying, and then let me dissect that, and then I think that's probably going to work when they never went to the one voice. It's almost like if you just simplified it to the word and his voice, then it, 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 would, it would open up the answer that you're looking for. That's so powerful. The word and his voice. I want to keep on right now, Ryan, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, we're going to do a part two. Oh, amen. So, I, I'm, so, I'm so right now... Stay, stay still. I'm going, I'm going to, we're going to pray. And then we're going to, we're going to hit another part too, because I think, I think this is, this, this is perfect for where we need to end this segment is that the word and the hearing, right? Yep. Hearing him through the spirit, right? Having the Holy spirit. We want to encourage you as you listen to this, um, sitting on the father's laugh, the childlike wonder and, and awe. As you begin to start just walking with God and talking with him, it all boils down to what Ryan and I love to talk about is the resting place and sitting in the feet of Jesus. And so 
Uh, Ryan, release a prayer for those so that they can be encouraged that that word and the listening are the main thing. Amen. So, Lord, we just thank you for all of our listeners. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in each of these individuals' lives, that we pray, Lord, when anything comes up in their heart, that they simplify it and come to you. They go into their room. They go for a walk. They go for a drive. But no matter what, they encounter you and your word and your presence is there and will release the answer that they need. We just thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we're going to tell you, get a hold of us. Uh, be encouraged. God is moving. There's revival on the earth. Be a part of it. If you want to get a hold of us, yeah, you can get a hold of us at thewavecolumbus.com, uh, Daniel at thewavecolumbus.com. Ryan, uh, what's, your, what's your email so folks can get a hold of you? They need to get a hold so of you. So you can just do my first name and last name, Ryan Makarski at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Amen. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.